Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am doing my best to not be too positive, Chuck Mockler. Let it out. Come to a... What do you got? <laughs> oh, what's your, I'm just looking. What's, what's your spiciest, positivist take before we get into this? This, this episode is sponsored by Glenn Fittich. I'm going to be honest, at least from my side, I don't understand who's stopping this team once Marcus Morris becomes healthy and the system actually gets learned. But we'll get into that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself right now. Uh, in case you didn't know, we are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We're a couple of best friends and credentialed Clipper media people who bring you Clippers news five days a week, except for some Hell unfortunate yeah. news on this week. We will not have a Friday <laughs> show. However, don't yes. fear. We still got to love Mary Quarantine for you today. But mm-hmm. We're going to kick things off with a recap of that 128 to 105 victory over the Blazers. Clippers really firing on all cylinders in this one. They avoided the slow start. They played some great defense. Really, uh, really shut down Dame in that one. So we're going to talk about what we liked from that one. There was a few nitpicky things that we didn't like. And oh, yeah, overall, we'll sure. dig more into how positive Chuck is feeling on the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> So the day you're listening to this, it's Thursday. So we're doing a Thirsty Thursday, which is kind of just where we talk about what we want to see more of. Uh, we asked you what you wanted to see more of on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. Thank you to everyone who sent in some responses to that. Always love to hear from you. And then, as I said, we're going to be wrapping things up with the Love Mary Quarantine, which if you're new to the show, it's where we rank things related to the Clippers and we're either loving them, we're marrying them, or we're quarantining them. Get them the heck away from us. So all that and more <laughs> coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome to the recap of the Clippers' uh, fourth win of the season. We are 4-1. and one. Also, just a reminder, you can catch us coming out every morning, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, or whatever the daylight. It's 7 a.m., no matter what the hour is. But we're here. Um the Clippers did not have Marcus Morris in this one. Kawhi Leonard played with a mask, and it was exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. Um, this was borderline a wire-to-wire win, but there were, a, you know, what went well in this game? This this was, I feel nothing but joy after having watched this Clippers game, if I'm being totally honest. Look, uh, I was wrong in the game preview. I was a little bit afraid. <laughs> I was a little bit afraid that we'd come into this one with a slow start. I mean, that's kind of been the MO of the Clippers before. Uh, we certainly know that. But they. my favorite thing was how we managed to mitigate that early, as I said up top. Uh, and we just brought intensity on both ends of the floor. And this, I mean... The defense around the rim anytime Dame tried to attack was absolutely smothering. Uh, He finished the game with 20 points, 15 of which came at the line, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about a succession of fouls on Dame later, Uh, but right now it's positive stuff. PG was also super aggressive early. I was a little bit worried about Kawhi early on just due to the mask and the recent injury, and he was kind of shooting more from three, but also just... later on got to his spots did exactly (laughs) what he wanted to do and we moved the ball early um you know we broke down that defense which you know i i mean has a lot of flaws but it still says a lot that when guys are committing to the to the ball movement guys are getting open shots and we saw uh we saw sir or we saw (laughs) sorry we saw batum knock down some early as well as surge who had the first three of the game i believe yeah it's just this thing of like so paul george had 23 10 and 7 which is not going to be talked about by anybody because everyone hates Paul George for some reason. Uh, Kawhi had 28, 
three boards, uh, seven assists, and three steals. Like, this was... I mean, this felt, after what happened in Minnesota, I kind of thought, obviously, it's the second out of a back-to-back. Maybe there's some fatigue. Paul George played pretty much the exact same amount of minutes he played in that game, in this game, against a much better rested team, and still just did his thing. Like, And and I, I also, we, like, we've been talking a lot about, about how different the players have looked um, and the play in general. We have to give a shout-out to Ty Lue. Ty Lue has this team looking completely different four games in than all of last season. And I mean that sincerely. Like, the ball movement, we had 30 assists in this game, which is the first time since 2014 that we had consecutive games with 30 assists. Like, that in and of itself, if this was a two-point win, if this was the blowout we had, it doesn't matter. The team looks different, and the team looks ready to make whatever next step is even there for them to make at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a night and day difference looking at um, this team, you know, with very similar personnel to what we had last year versus what we're rolling out on the floor right now. And obviously, you know, it's a it's kind of a 50 50 match, right? Like guys have to bite in or buy in and guys have to be the ones on the floor uh, at, like actually, you know, actually making making those plays and making those decisions. For but sure. Ty Lue, I mean, it, it, it can't be understated how great he's done with this team. And you talked about PG's minutes earlier being similar. Um, I was kind of worried coming into this one that he he would, you know, once again, have a heavy minute load kind of early. And then, you know, you yeah. have to more sporadically use him. Uh, there were some interesting moves with the subs. The first subs in were Kennard, Lou, and Zoo. Uh, and later, Love P- it. and then later PG would play with that, um, that kind of second unit of guys. And what it opened up was, I, I thought that it was great for both the passing of Paul George and Kawhi. Um, I think that it... Playing with either one of those guys improves Zoo's finishing, um, and yeah. it just it just gives us more looks from a staggering standpoint. I mean, last year we were constantly kind of fighting the double-edged sword of is staggering these guys worth it compared to like the double <laughs> gut punch of both of them being on the floor. And I think with the way that we're managing minutes now, uh, the answer to me is kind of yes. You know, like if when needed, Zoo's the backup center, it's so yeah. much easier, right? Like when there's yeah. an actual post presence, it's like, oh, this is great to have Paul George with the back with the bench. <laughs> like it's phenomenal. Yeah, to have that option uh, to stagger and and not really be taking a, any sort of significant step back. Um, I think is really, really interesting. I think that, you know, we we talk about player development and like that's been an ongoing theme for the Clippers this year. And I do feel like in a way they have optimized the pieces that they have to, to sort of yeah. work together um, once again through five games. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. This is very early. I am, you know, this is how it goes. Uh, we also have to give a shout out. The Batum Battalion had a pretty active back-to-back so far Batum had some threes early um surge hit nearly three two but like dude Nick Batum like there's an instinctiveness to his passing and just we talked about on the last episode he knows where he needs to be and like people on Twitter were like should we start should we really start Morris when Batum comes back and or when he comes back and it's like well yes because we're paying him a bunch of money but also Ty Lue is the kind of coach where the interchangeability we're not going to be lacking for Batum minutes, I don't think. Ty Lue is the kind of coach where when Morris comes back, if things are working well and Morris is in the starting lineup and it's going good, he's going to keep him in. But 
I think if the ball is going to be sticking when Morris is in the lineup and things aren't working, I have faith that Ty Lue will make that switch. Like if Batum is the first sub off the bench when Morris is back, who's really mad at that with how he's played, right? Like it's been great so far. Yeah, well, it just also gives you the luxury of as you work Morris in, um, you know, short off season and even more a bridge for him coming off of an injury or a soreness or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it. It just it just lets us, you know, sort of ramp up those minutes more easily. And then, yeah, once Morris is back in the lineup, you just have extra looks. You know, you can you can slot Batum um you can slot Batum in there and, and go bigger and keep Morris on the floor. And maybe, you know, you there take, you, Pat, you, you move Pat Bev to the bench or something. Um, especially if the ball is going to be moving like it is. I mean, s- seven assists from both PG and Kawhi. I mean, at that point, you you don't really need a point guard to be perfectly yeah. honest. <laughs> exactly. And speaking of point guards, uh, Reggie heard what we all said about his last game and had a great game this game because he's only fueled on hate. He went four of six. 204 from the for 11 points. Lou Will had 15 points and kind of just, again, helped the offense as a whole uh, get on track. He had 15 points, uh, five boards, uh, and two assists. Or excuse with me, two steal. steals. Yeah, yeah, with a steal. Um, we only had 10 turnovers in this game, which I think is surprising to anybody who is an actual Clippers fan. And I just think one of the biggest things we liked is the potential of the second unit when it's led by PG with Zoo as the default second center. Like, the the defense is just so much. The offense is borderline unstoppable because Zoo, once he gets into a groove on offense, is good. And then it's PG, Lou, Kennard, some combination of Batum when Morris is healthy. Like, it's a good thing. I mean, there's so much to like in this game, but what were the things that we didn't like? Just real quick, what did we not like? Okay, so I got to go with this one because this was just like, oh, this was, we had a comfortable lead, but I was still kind of gripping, uh, gripping my chair. Oh, 100%. There was yeah. a couple of, there was a couple of, <laughs> I said, scary Pat Bev reaching fouls. Um, and this is kind of nitpicky because I thought overall Pat played really, really solidly. But in that third quarter, he had like back to back to back. He had four fouls. fouls in the third quarter. It was literally only four fouls in the third quarter. That's the only time he committed. <laughs> yeah. And so like, uh, so, you know, Dame got shots on top of shots on top of shots. And then CJ hit like a timely three and immediately Ty Lue called the timeout. Like, uh, yeah, you know, we were still, which we love. Up, we were still we were still up around 20, but it was just like it, it was it it felt like a little bit of a, a, a swell or a momentum shift. And I think that it was like expertly managed. So that one I didn't like. Uh, I think you and I both have this same criticism that I just want to see Kennard firing more. He doesn't always need to make the extra pass. He has to shoot. Just shoot, man. Like it. I, I had a tweet about this from the Locked On Clippers account, but like Luke Kennard is so polite that he feels bad shooting when you're up 27. And it's like, man, this is the time to let that thing fly. Like, like let us believe in you. And we all do. Um, but, yeah, it's like, just get a little more confidence. Like, it's – and Ty Lue has talked about it so much already. Like, shoot the ball, dude. Like, I think it'll get there, and I think it's going to happen when the Clippers really need it, honestly. Like, I think there's going to be a game where it's like, oh, damn, like Luke Kennard had five for eight or whatever from the three-point line. I think it's going to be good. Um my issue, and this might be something we should look up, 
we should think about as the season goes on, we were tied at 36 for rebounds. We didn't out-rebound the Blazers. Zubats had two rebounds again. Um, PG led with 10, which is tight. But I just wish Zubats had more than Lou and Reggie. You know what I mean? I mean? Even in a blowout, right? Like, am I being crazy? Well, it's just a positioning thing, right? Um, you know, there, there, there was For more sure. shooting, so they're catching rebounds further out. Um, so it sort of makes sense. I mean, the number that I'm looking at is that 11 offensive rebounds for the Clippers. I mean, we got a lot of second chance opportunities. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that's what's going to be important. As long as you're still, you know, like as long as you still have a uh, an efficient field goal percentage, you know, obviously that gets skewed if if you if you're shooting like shit. But uh, <laughs> if you're just not, playing, yeah, <laughs> not the case for the Clippers. Um so yeah, I I mean in an ideal world it it'd be higher for sure, but I, I think it was just due uh it, it's more due to the makeup of the team that we were playing. They could not get anything inside. For sure. Uh that's so fair. I think they were shooting a little bit more. For sure. And then one more thing, just there's a little tweaks like the perimeter defense, we left Lillard open for a couple threes that just didn't go in. He was over from the three point line that I think it was like over six or seven or something like that, which is very bad. That could have changed the tide of the game. But hey, we're four and one after you know learning this new system after these games. Will how are we feeling just after this this Blazers game? I mean, I'm feeling really really good. Uh, I keep saying this like the, the team is just ahead of where I thought they would be at this early in the season. I had kind of braced myself for something different. Um, so I I'm feeling great. Like my biggest takeaway tonight was just like that we really I mean. We were able to start with the intensity that we wanted to have all game long. Um, and we just, we, you know, we executed our game plan and we didn't falter from it. And obviously it's easier to do when you're winning in a wire to wire victory like that. Um, but it, it's still starting things off on the right foot. And I think that we saw the continuation of, of the building of this foundation, right? Anytime there were mistakes, which there were mistakes, it wasn't a perfect game by any of means. Of course. Yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. Were, guys were communicating, guys were talking. Um, so I, I think it's just it's just furthering that thing. And I think you're gonna hear us say this a lot this season, but it just it just felt like another step in the right direction, like another brick was was sort of laid in this um in this sort of foundation that we're building. That's a perfect way to put it. Um, you know, the Blazers, like McCollum had 25. It truly didn't matter. Uh Lillard had kind of a garbage 20. Carmelo had 15. Like, no, I mean, I'm way too hyped on this team after five games, and I will check myself at some point. But, like, I think the biggest thing that makes this team such a better-looking situation right now is the ball movement and the fact that we have two rim protectors for each lineup. Like, the interchangeability of Zoo and Surge without Morris right now looks like we're a pretty hard team to beat. I'm going to bite my tongue on what I really want to be saying right now. You can go ahead and tweet at me if you want to think about it. Um, but Hey, the Clippers are four and one. Uh, Kawhi wore the clear mask, which was absolutely terrifying and it paid off. Uh, what's the deal yeah. with that? Like, what's the deal with the mask? I know that they like, they made a big, well, there deal. was a rule after LeBron made that black mask that like, you couldn't have like the all black mask. Yeah, After but what about Embiid's? I, dude, I think the rules are just... Look, if Kawhi had a Twitter, I bet he could literally wear any mask he wanted, but they're mad that he doesn't do social media stuff. So I generally and, think that's what it is. And didn't Kyrie have a darker colored mask at one point in Boston? A hundred percent. But also, I think Kawhi was just like, give me the clear mask. 
and cut the mouth out of the hole. <laughs> the mask is absurd. Um, coming up on Thursday, Thursday, we're talking what you guys want to see so far for the Clippers through the season, as well as what we want to see. But we got to give a shout out to betonline.ag. I did lose $10 on this website because uh, I thought that Lou would have four assists, but he didn't, but it didn't matter. So who gives uh, a hoot? There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for betting online, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, there's a lot of blowouts this season. It really feels like the the game is either a 20-point win or a 20-point loss, and I don't think spreads have caught up. So if you're betting on a – if you're going to bet the loser to lose, bet big. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Okay, so we're back with Thirsty Thursday, which is just where we talk about what we want to see more of. And this week we took to Twitter to see what y'all had to say. So Chuck, what are people thirsty for? So there was a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, Chenny John, avid listener, avid question uh, giver, we appreciate it, says that he wants to see more man minutes and even more fee or churu and coffee development this season, which, look, I think that looks great on paper, but T. Usa uh, had a great point. He said, I'd love to see one of the young players become impactful, but fear that that won't happen this year. And I think man and fee are trade fodder along with Pat and or Lou. So... My thing with this is like fee is obviously not an NBA player. And so I don't even think he's trade fodder. Um, Coffee coffee was 50% against the Blazers, but that's an anomaly. And man looked okay against the Blazers. Like I just, it just doesn't seem like at this point fee, excuse me, man, we already know fee can't do this. I just don't think man is like he's not sniffing the playoff rotation. Like there's not even between man and Reggie right now. Give me Reggie. Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. Um, and and that's the thing, right? There's, there's not going to be a whole lot of minutes to develop guys on this team unless we, you know, continue to like blow people out and they get to play. Yeah. You know? Which, and, Hey, I hope so. And you know, even, <laughs> and, and even then still they're playing like half a quarter. So, um, yeah, there's not yeah, a whole lot of time. Exactly. Uh, so I, I don't know that these guys are um, trade fodder. I'm, I'm hoping, if nothing else, that they're you know providing good bodies in practice. Uh, yeah, I have been kind of impressed with the development of Oturu through just you know a Dude, very honestly very same. small sample like, size. Like he looks better in the regular season than in the preseason. Like. I don't know what it is, but he looks just a little more assertive, like maybe because there's more defined roles in the regular season where it's like, hey, you're doing this one thing. Go ahead and do it. Whereas preseason, it's like, hey, try and earn your spot. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm not as mad as Oturu if he keeps looking this good. But like you said, when we get blowouts. Yeah. I mean, he was 2-2 two, two and, and 1 today in his under three minutes. And like... I don't know. The rebounding was looking solid. He can handle a little bit. He led the break at one point. Uh, He's led the break a couple times, which I'm also like, dude, this is okay. Whatever. Like, let's let's get this going when we can. I guess it just seems like it. It just seems like he's um he's learning every time he's out there. Uh, and I think that even if 
you know, no matter what ends up happening, obviously he's not going to like, like you said, sniff the rotation really even this year. Um, but if he's building on that, I mean, you know, like what more can you hope for for a young prospect on your on your team in a team that on a team that historically does not draft very well? Yeah, like Arturo, it, I guess that maybe might be more of an indictment on this team. But yeah, Arturo is the shining light right now for these young guys. Um, uh, underscore lease says more consistent effort on the defensive end and more of whatever the heck was working for them last night which is referencing to the Timberwolves matchup. And I honestly think, like, I think this new road, like this idea of new rotation, rotations and adjustments at halftime, like the players have more to think about this season already, it feels like, right? Like there's more thing you have to keep in the back of your mind where so-and-so going to be. There's more lineup situations. I just love... Like, the vibe of this team, it's been five games, is completely different than last season, even before all the locker room stuff started. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a there's definitely, like, a renewed sense of joy. Uh, and maybe that does come from a new approach and, and a new shakeup in the locker room. Um, as, as far as the consistent effort, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. I thought tonight um, it, it definitely looked better. There were some lapses, for sure, as there will be in any game. But, I mean, the biggest thing is, is like, last... <laughs> It was so funny last year, like you would watch the team and it would be silent sometimes on defensive possessions. Like there would not be any communication 100%. going They're on. talking and, on every possession now. And and that was top down, you know, like it wasn't just a Trez thing. It wasn't just any one person like it. It was a, you know, it was a complete, you know, top to bottom thing. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that we're going to see that more consistent effort coming. And I do think that there will be growing pains, but I think... I don't know. I'm, I think that more of those will be on the offensive end uh, as we do struggle with the turnovers and stuff. Uh, but I'm hoping that, you know, just just the communication and the effort, like Elise mentioned, uh, is is going to get the defense there on a night in, night out basis. For sure. And then Rudy Zavala, shout out Rudy at Raz49ers. Go ahead and follow that fool on Twitter. Um, he said, hope Lou keeps it going. And then at it's underscore Q W O P said more mix to the lineup. I'd like a big lineup, including, including surgeon zoo. I'm going to be honest. I was kind of on board for the surgeon zoo lineup at some point during the season, but not me. We've looked pretty. We've looked no, for sure. Not you. We've looked pretty damn good. Staggering these, like these guys, like when PG is staggering with zoo, like PG and zoo and Lou is, is, so fun to watch and already Kawhi, Lou and zoo is fun to watch. Like there's this familiarity with keeping zoo on the second unit and being able to stagger Kawhi and PG with those guys that I think is invaluable for the Clippers right now. Yeah. Like it makes the second unit so much better from just like a knowing where you're going to be aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's just kind of important to keep these guys separate too, so they're not stepping on each other's toes. Um, and very good point. And like they're just so lethal. Like you, you know, like you hinted at staggered. I, I don't really. It's like the opposite of the double edged sword thing with Kawhi and PG. It's like they're both so good. Um, you know why? Like why try to jam it together? What is the opposite of double edged sword? Um, it's two swords that you're trying to use as one. <laughs> it's just it's just a dummy sword is what it is. Um 
We appreciate everyone's uh, takes on the uh, Thursday Thursday Twitter. Oh yeah, edition. absolutely. Look, it, it's pretty hard because things real pretty good. Things feel pretty good right now in terms of Clipper Nation going into 2021. We'll see what happens coming up. We're doing our end of year love Mary quarantine and a shout out to uh, a dude that I saw golfing uh, today. All right, so we're back with segment three, and it's the end of the year Love Mary Quarantine, which if you're new to the show, it's where we rank things arbitrary to the Clippers, and we're either loving them, we're marrying them, or we're quarantining them, which means get them the heck away from us. What do we got, Chuck? Okay, so we have uh, Love Mary Quarantine 2021 Clippers Things We Want to See. Just a di- full disclosure, we didn't do obvious stuff like a championship or a yada, 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 because we're, we're pretty myopic over here. Uh, so the options are Paul George drops 50 points on the 76ers once we get the second half schedule and gives his postgame interview in a What's Up Doc shirt. Yeah, like a Looney Tunes, uh, Bugs Bunny kind of thing. Yeah. Bugs Bunny just just cranking on a on a carrot. Uh, <laughs> we have we have Serge Ibaka takes it upon himself to become a Vitsa Zubat's personal stylist, which I think could actually open up a lot of doors for Zoo I, when it comes to international modeling. I think that's gonna happen. Uh, we have Ty Lu lets more gold rings fall out of his mouth. Oh, which please, if you haven't please. seen the video, if you haven't seen the video, just type in uh, Ty Lu gold rings. And then we have an updike special. Kawhi ends a post-game interview with a sound that Hannibal Lecter make when he was slurping up those beans talking to <laughs> and the liver. Yeah. And the liver. Yes. So I'm going to go first if that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to love Serge becoming Zoo's personal stylist. All right. Because I think, I think this opens up a whole world for Zoo that he didn't even know existed. And in a good way, he becomes this like role player for the Clippers. Who's also somehow very entrenched in Los Angeles fashion in a good way. Cause he has Serge as his, uh, you know, kind of his mentor and whatnot. I'm marrying uh, Kawhi ending his post game in the, the Hannibal Lecter <laughs> bean thing. <laughs> Because it means we've seen the mask the whole time, which I want to see. I now want to see Kawhi in the mask the whole time. You want to wear a mask mask all season? Absolutely. We looked great (laughs) tonight. Um, And I'm honestly, I'm going to quarantine none of these. All of these can love and marry and do whatever they want together. Um, I think the PG one is actually the most realistic, but that's that's not the category. Okay, um, I'm I'm loving Kawhi ending the post game with the classic Hannibal Lecter, Lecter <laughs> which uh, I'm I'm only loving it. I'm not marrying it long term because I, unlike Charles, do not want him to wear a mask all season long. He said he had trouble breathing. Oh, he looked good. He said he had trouble breathing. Okay, he looked he had trouble breathing. He had a hole cut in that mouth. <laughs> like they'll just cut the hole bigger next time, and it's fine. Like. <laughs> Also, the clear plastic kind of freaks me out. Also, why does it have two bands? Every other mask I've seen has Bro, one. Band. You're talking like someone. You're talking like someone who's shook by Kawhi's mask. I mean, which I is am. what we want the opponents to be. I am. Like. If we could still do locker room interviews, I would. Man, I'd be inching away. I'd say, hey, Kawhi, what's up with the mask? <laughs> Uh, I got a Mary Ty Lue letting gold rings fall out of his mouth. I would. I mean, that's just a good one. This is like, this is, 
I used to have a theater teacher who in middle school who would call things a 1% joke, which is like the joke that you, you can't make all the time, right? Like you make it for 1% of the audience. And for that 1%, they're like, that's fucking hilarious. If the, that's our whole show. If the Clippers ever won a championship <laughs> and at the ring ceremony, Ty Lue just had a bunch of rings falling out of his mouth. Oh I God. would die. I would die. Uh, oh my god no i'm i'm airing the block out at that point i'm just yeah i'm letting shots off that's what's happening and i i'm also not going to quarantine any of these these are all fabulous they're just so good uh, they're just so good um also special shout out to joey mezzatesta uh who i saw golfing at the los Luis par three course um he's a clippers fan he was repping the clippers mask so hope he's doing well uh we're off for new year's eve so we're gonna have an episode for you on monday stay safe uh stay safe please stay safe we're gonna have a recap of the clippers versus jazz and the clippers versus suns game uh well the freshies just probably being just hella hyped on uh nicola batum and surge and canard and whatever else happens between now and then and Clipperland will where can these people tell their friends to listen to us? Uh, you can listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. If you haven't already, please subscribe. It really, really helps us out. If you like what we're doing over here, hey, leave a rating or review. We'll definitely read it on air. Uh, so, yeah, thanks we- for rocking with us. And we can't wait to bring you Clips News in the new year. We're here. I'm way too hyped on the Clippers. Maybe this weekend will uh, dumb me down a peg. We'll see what happens. But I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.